This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm your host, Rico Beard, and uh, gonna talk a little football and a little bit of hoops as well in this podcast. And I guess, first of all, big shout out to Harlan Barnett, finally getting that first victory as a head coach at Michigan State as they go out there and they defeat Nebraska at Spartan Stadium on senior day. It's kind of surprising because the students showed up and you could just feel the joy for, for Harlan Barnett and the Spartan seniors getting their third victory of the year. Where's it going to go after that? I don't know. You got Ohio State on the road at Ohio State. Oh, who, by the way, happens to be the number one team in the nation, according to the latest college football poll, which is interesting because I I guess based on their body of work, yes, they are the number one team. But I don't know. Ohio State still has a lot of deficiencies. You go into halftime down nine to seven against Rutgers on the road. Now, granted, it took a pick six for them, a 94-yard pick six. That turned the game around. But for Ohio State, you've been living dangerously. You've been living off of plays. I remember at Penn State, they had Penn State had the scoop and score, but it got called back because of a penalty. That play would have changed the game. Had Rutgers scored and gone up 16 to 7, that probably would have changed the game as well. Ohio State's flying dangerously close to the sun. You can't keep doing that. Um, I look at Kyle McCord and I'm just like, gosh. You know you got Marvin Harrison Jr., right? And it's it's almost as if people have to remind him throughout the game. If you have nothing else, you just run him. I mean, I Travion Henderson, he's coming back. He's running rushing the ball well. They got all the pieces for this offense, but yeah, it, it worst case scenario, just target Marvin 10 times. He's good. Even when he's double covered, he's good because the people who are double covering him probably aren't going to the league. Ameka Buka, you got him. Like, you have so many weapons. I don't understand why this Ohio State offense is so stagnant. But they're number one. They're flying close to the sun. Don't know if they're going to keep that. For them, their biggest test will come at the end of the year against University of Michigan. And as far as that goes, I mean, geez, that, that, that saga just continues more and more each day you find out different things it's to the point now i don't know what's fact i don't know what's fiction the latest is connor stallings and and blake corm had some type of business in wyoming though 
I don't know how much Blake Corum even knew if he was on this business. He's come out and denied it. Uh, he's having his lawyers look into this thing. This thing keeps getting weirder and weirder. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. If I was Tony Petiti, if I was the University of Michigan, back when this story first broke, right before the Michigan State game, I would have just said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and suspend our head coach for three games, maybe four to pacify people. It still would have had Jim Harbaugh back for the Ohio State game. And this all goes away. Now, I know if you're a Michigan fan, you want to go down fighting. But here's what happens. When you choose violence, you get blood. You're going to keep fighting this thing, and more things are going to come out that you probably don't want to hear. Now, as of right now, people have found out that, hey, uh, you know, Larry Lage, the AP, had a story where he says Ohio State and Rutgers and Purdue shared information. Okay. This, in the end, there's a lot of people going to be in trouble, but each one is a different case. Right now, Michigan case is further along because they, <clears throat> excuse me, because Connor Stallings actually had a system where he went to different stadiums and stole signals. It happened. Is it the end of the world? No. Death penalty? No. But the longer you fight this, the more you aggravate people in charge and the harsher your penalty is going to be rather than just, Man, you had your window to accept it so that you could move on. You got a good team. But right now, man, th this thing could end up blowing up in your face as you keep fighting and resisting. As far as the uh, the uh, Ohio State and Rutgers and, and Purdue sharing of the signals, from what I've gathered, coaches have been doing this for years. Now, this, if Connor Stallions was just gathering information this way, we're not having this conversation about Michigan, but what he did, well, you're not allowed to go to opposing stadiums. That's the crime. It's not necessarily sharing the signals, but that's the crime. You cannot do that. How high up it goes. And then for Michigan just to come out and categorically say, we don't know who this guy is. And then it's picture after picture after picture of him there, here, there, there. He's all over the place. Guys, you knew who he was. I still say, try to make this go away. Don't let this interfere with your season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. But I guess after this weekend, it could all be a moot point because you're going to have a, a gigantic prove-it game with Penn State. I'm going to get to that in a second. Also, the other thing, I know this is about the Big Ten teams, but my God, if you're Central Michigan, you can't be this stupid. If Connor Stallions was on your sideline, fess up and just – you're going to end up getting the harshest penalty. You do realize that, right? Right. Michigan will get a slap on the wrist. 
they're going to burn your program down to the ground because you actively participated in this and you gave him a central Michigan coach's garb that he put on the field and he wore out there as he had on his spy glasses. You know, he wasn't on the staff. It shouldn't take two weeks to figure out who he was. You know who he was. I'm telling you now, the NCAA will not protect you. You're central Michigan. You don't have a brand and you got a coach who keeps losing in the end, everybody will be fired. I hope you'll be happy because you brought this on yourself, plain and simple. All right. Enough with my, my PSA. But yeah, if you're central, my God, you, 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 you just can't be this stupid. But now I actually am looking forward to the actual football game. That football game is Michigan and Penn State. It's a gigantic proving prove-it game. And the reason why I call it a prove-it game, one – James Franklin has – he just can't beat top teams, period. I, I don't know what it is. He can beat the, the lesser teams, but his record against top 10 teams is not that stellar. I, I want to say the last time he won was when he upset uh, Ohio State about three, four years ago. That was – I think that was the last time that they won. They ended up going to the Big Ten Championship game that year. Other than that – they don't have a lot of luck against top teams. So this is a prove-it game for James Franklin. You're at home. <clears throat> now, my God, if the TV networks were smart, they would swap out the Ohio State-Michigan game, take them off of primetime at Peacock, put Michigan and Penn State on primetime at Peacock. This game screams under the lights. This game screams white out. This game screams national attention. But it's going to be played at noon on the Fox Big Noon kickoff, which they're still trying to make a big thing. I'm not really buying into it because I don't think the big game should be played at noon, period. Okay? Sue me. I don't care. Big game should be played at 3.30 at the earliest, but 7.30, 8 o'clock is when most primetime games should happen. In the fall, you can go 3.30 because the game will end in darkness. But starting it at noon just seems like a waste to me. It just seems like propaganda from Fox. But – I digress. It's a prove a game for James Franklin. It's a prove a game for Penn State. It's also a prove a game for the University of Michigan. No way. Let's go back to James Franklin. It's also going to be a prove a game for them because they're going to be going up against the top defense and total defense in the nation in the University of Michigan, which means that are they going to be able to work the big plays? They haven't been able to run big plays all throughout the year. Drew Aller, I thought he was going to be something. He's not. He's been okay. At best, average or slightly less than average. You know, now, you know, can Katron Allen, you know, can that running back tandem that Penn State has, can they step it up? They haven't been dominating the way that they have been like last year. Lack of explosives. That's been Penn State's issue. So much so that, you know, the reporter asked James Franklin and, you know, he answered it, but you got to wonder what's going on with this Penn State offense when when Drew Aller goes up against the Michigan defense. This is going to be his chance to prove what he is. Is this moment going to be too big for him? Now, on the flip side, for Michigan, this is a proven game for them. One, for so many different reasons. One, with everything that's going on, can you dial it in, stay focused? Now, knowing this team, I, I think they're going to adapt the us versus the world mentality where they're going to go in there and they're going to just rally around and all of the outside noise is going to galvanize the team. 
Except the problem is you're going up against the number two defense in the nation. Now, Michigan's the number one defense, but when you look at the offenses they've gone up against, guys, they've all been in the 100s. The best offense that Michigan's gone up against, I think, is like in the 90s, and it's UNLV. So they haven't played any quarterbacks. They haven't played any offense. They haven't played anybody with a powerful offense or a quarterback. So I don't know if that defense is just fugazi, if they're real or not. Now, Penn State, I will say I do like their defense. They have gone up against top teams. Heck, they had to scoop and score against Ohio State. They got called back, but they 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 limited Kyle McCord that day. They had their chance. The defense did their job. The offense just couldn't keep up. If you're Penn State, you're coming in with the number two defense. If you're Michigan, you know, your running game has been suspect. It has not been as great as it has as as, a, as in previous years. I think that's due to your offensive line not being the same as it once was. Blake Horn not really getting the yards. Donovan Edwards really is a shell of what he was last year. Last year, those two combined. I mean, they they had a phenomenal day last year. I think what. Uh, Edwards rushed for 173 yards, and Blake Corn rushed for 166 yards. Each had two touchdowns. They just went through Penn State like a hot knife through butter. They beat them in the big house 41-17. to 17. Can you duplicate that on the road, whiteout condition? I don't know because the Penn State defense, Chop Robinson, that defensive line is legit. I don't know if you'll be able to run the ball because you haven't been able to run the ball as efficiently as you have been in the past. Now, Another prove it is going to be J.J. McCarthy. People are saying J.J. McCarthy for Heisman. I haven't seen anything that's Heisman worthy. This is your first time to, to, to me to prove that, yeah, you can be one of those guys in the conversation. I've seen what the Michael Penix and the Bo Nix can do. I haven't seen what J.J. can do because J.J. really hasn't been tested. This is the game, number two defense. Here's your chance to go out there, and I do think this is going to be a game where it's going to be on J.J.'s arms, not necessarily on the legs. Can J.J., you know, he's most dangerous when he breaks containment and he scrambles and he finds the open person, you know, whether it's uh, the tight end or whether it's Roman Wilson. Like, he's that's when he's most dangerous, or he just picks it up with his legs with the first down. But this Penn State defense is going to be a defense that he has yet to see anything like that this season. So... It's going to be a prove-it game for J.J., prove-it game for the Michigan run game, prove-it game for the Michigan defense, prove-it game for James Franklin, just a prove-it game for the University of Michigan overall with all the outside distractions. I say all that to say, my God, I can't wait to watch this. The Vegas line has dropped to four and a half. I think the ESPN FPI has given Penn State an advantage in winning this game. I want a good game. It should be a good game. But normally when it's a good game like that, you expect from Penn State, this is when James Franklin pulls a James Franklin and just finds a way to piss it all away. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'm hoping to see some really good football. I'm looking forward to this game. How does Michigan handle the outside distractions? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Finally, talk a little bit about uh, college hoops started. This past couple of days, the Big Ten finished 12-2. and two. Everybody won their games except for Rutgers. Rutgers losing, and, and Michigan State lost at home. Now, the Rutgers lost. I don't think anybody saw that coming, but the Michigan State lost to James Madison. Really, no one saw that coming. As a matter of fact, 
let me give you a little bit of history. First time that Michigan State has lost in the month of November in the Breslin Center since ever. They've never lost ever in the Breslin Center in November. Yes, they lost to Texas Southern. That was in December. They lost to Duke. They lost to, they've never lost in November at the Breslin Center until now. And that was a game. I don't know if that team could play any worse. And they still took it to overtime and lost 79 to 76. One for 20 from the three-point line. Uh, I think they were 23 of 37 from the free throw line. But they also missed the front end of one-on-ones. So that's extra free throws that they probably would have missed as well. Tyson Walker missed a lot of free throws late in the game that could have iced it. He airballed the final shot. He scored a ton of points, but I'm now noticing the magic number for Tyson Walker is 29 because when he hits 30 points or more, Michigan State loses those games, which means that if Tyson Walker is scoring over 30 points, everybody else is watching. A.J. Hogard, no show. Malik Hall, my God. Tom suggested that he's going to make some changes, and I would say this. If I was Tom, you got to take Malik Hall out of the lineup. Malik Hall, I believe, is just peaked in what he can do. The sad reality is I look at certain numbers, and one of the numbers I looked at is the free throw shooting. And, yeah, Michigan State was abysmal with shooting free throws, except for Malik Hall, because he didn't make it to the free throw line. Getting to the free throw line means you were aggressive. You drove to the lane. You got contact. It tells me he didn't do any of that stuff. And he's really become a non-factor. Good kid, leader of the team, very limited. And the reason why I say that is because I look at a Cohen Carr, the true freshman. He surprised me. He's more than just dunks. Cohen went out there getting the rebound. You saw the aggressiveness. You saw the passion. You saw him going after rebounds. Is he going to make freshman mistakes? Absolutely. That's what freshmen do. But I think you got to put Cohen Carr in that starting lineup because here's what's happened. Your last two games at the Breslin Center against Tennessee, against James Madison, you started in the hole. You started in the hole because you had Maddie Sissoko and, and Malik Hall. I don't think it was a coincidence that against James Madison, when Malik Hall and, and Maddie Sissoko got into foul trouble and both had to go to the bench with two fouls, Michigan State made a comeback into the game and they got it to it was almost tied. I don't think that was a coincidence. It's almost five on three when those two are in the lineup. You cannot start that way. Now, going up against Southern South Indiana, you'll, Southern Indiana, you'll probably be able to beat them. But when you go up against Duke, you can't start those two. Now, Izzo said he's, he's looking at making some changes. My God, I hope that's one. Another thing to watch out for, if A.J. Hogarth does not want to take this team over, I think you're going to see Jeremy Fears by the time the Big Ten action starts and taking this team and making it his. A.J. Hogarth has the tools, but I don't know what happened. I'm not really seeing the A.J. that I saw at the end of last season. Now, I don't know if it's going to take him some time, if he's believing his own press clippings, but something is not there. If you're MSU, you didn't expect this one. I thought that they would lose a game in the Big Ten and nobody saw it coming. No one saw this one coming. Now, in all fairness, I don't want to take away from James Madison. James Madison's pick to win their conference. They will be in a tournament. The best thing that I can say for Michigan State, thank God this game was played in November and not in March because that game felt like a first-round matchup in the NCAA tournament, and Spartan fans would have been disappointed. You're disappointed now 
you would have been crushed and devastated because we were promised that this was one of the best teams ever. And another th- reason being is because ever since Mel Tucker pissed his entire $80 million away in a hotel room in Florida, state fans have been looking forward to this for months. And then all of a sudden, you just fell flat on your face. It's like having the stomach flu on your wedding day. Now, you know you're going to get married. And you know you're going to have better days. But, man, for your wedding day, that first day, you felt awful at the end of the night. That's where state fans were. Will they fix it? Yeah. Will it get better? Yeah. Will I think they ever go one for 20? No. Free throw shooting, though? Ironically, Tom said that they shot 90% the night before in practice. They were horrible. They missed shots. Just when you when you miss that many free throws, you put yourself in the hole. Just think about it, man. If they hit three, if they hit five more free throws and two more three-pointers, MSU wins this thing going away by double digits, but they didn't. They had no low post presence. They couldn't hit the three. They couldn't make free throws. They took it to overtime. And in the end, James Madison made all the plays and they won the game. So all right. All around the board a little bit. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Keep telling your friends. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. Hey, guys, I'm here for you. If you got anything that you want me to talk about, feel free to, to shoot me a tweet at Rico Beard, and we'll get this thing. We'll try to get that question in there for you. I'll have Howard Griffin on later on in the week. But for now, like I said, keep liking. Keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends about the Five Star Zone. I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for watching. I'll be back later this week with Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network. I'll see you then.